This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. It's very much appreciated. I hope you've had a fantastic week. We've made it to Friday and it means we've made it to the weekend, of course, of the first week of the international break, the final international break of this year of 2023. Uh, and once again, you guys are staggeringly impressive because for the fourth day in a row during this international break, we have done it. We have reached over a thousand likes once again. A lot of people were saying, can we reach 1.5? And I am very, very, um, I'm still very happy. Like, Don't get me wrong, but it was like the last two days have been 1.4. And I'm like, those guys that have been asking to see if we can reach 1.5 must be so annoyed <laughs> they can start creating new accounts and liking the video because they're fed up of it being at like 1472 uh which is what it was for yesterday uh we were close but i don't you know i'm i'm not greedy and i just want to see if we can achieve this crazy thing that just just no one is no one's tried to do a thousand likes every single day during an international break is crazy but usually what happens is that the weekends it's a real struggle so i'm calling upon you I'm calling upon you on Friday. I'm getting in early that today and Saturday and Sunday, even if you're like, you know, if you, if you can't wake up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, I completely understand. If you can't wake up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday, I mean, arguably only those that wake up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday are mad like me. But if you could just hop on at some point during the day and try and just drop that like button and catch up, that would be really appreciated. But let's see if we can try and smash over the foot. I feel like if we can get through the weekend, we're on the home straight of the challenge. And as I say, if we manage to complete this challenge, I will release the tickets to our live event in February of next year early. Um, so those of you that have been tuning in over the international break, you are going to be able to get in early 
and get those tickets. It's a smaller event than last time, so there's going to be limited tickets available. So uh, you're going to want to get in there quickly. Anyway, good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, everyone, for doing so. A1, Jimbo, Olawale, Damien, Ryan. Good morning to Paul, to Blackshine, to Jimbo, to Rich, to Jose. Uh, we've got Ray. We've got Stephen, Glenn, Prince, Damien. Uh, old Dave, Paul, Martin, Stevie, Amira, plenty more of you guys and gals as well. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, it is really appreciated. I hope you've had a fantastic week, and I hope that you've got some fantastic plans ready for the weekend. I have, because the missus is back tomorrow. Two and a half weeks. I've been here, alone, sad, lonely. She's left me for two and a half weeks, and it's been, you know, I'd, I've never lived alone. It's it's just something I've never done. I went to uni for three years, lived with people, came back, lived at home for a year, moved out with the missus, and for you know five five years, really, it must be less than that. Surely three 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 four years, I've been with somebody, and it's two and a half weeks alone, and it sucked. But tomorrow, tomorrow she's back, so uh, I might even be in a better mood. You never know, which I didn't think was possible. Anyway, let's crack on with today's story. I had someone leave a comment on my video saying it took Tom three and a half minutes to get to the first story in one of the shows this week because he was waffling. Well, we've gone for three minutes and 37 seconds, man. <laughs> so they can leave another comment on my video. Anyway, let's uh, let's crack on, shall we? Otherwise, I'm going to start getting some, uh, some one-star ratings. Anyway, uh, good morning, and uh, let's crack on with our only a few stories to discuss today, actually, and that's why maybe I vamped a bit this morning. But Gabriel Martinelli uh, scored his first goal for Brazil. You can see Gabriel Megalich there in the image in the background. Um, really certainly uh, a great moment for him. Uh, however, Brazil lost the game. Um, Colombia winning 2-1. And I'm going to be I'm not going to be real with you. I don't mind that because the person that scored the two goals wasn't an Arsenal player. It was Luis Diaz in the presence of his recently rescued father. Uh, amazing scenes, really emotional scenes. And uh, it's great to see Martinelli score. It's great to see him get that achievement. But it was really emotionally kind of fulfilling seeing that moment of Luis Diaz scoring and his father being there to witness that. An amazing story, scary one, um, and thankfully one that typically you don't really see too many positive outcomes in those types of stories. And, and to see what happened in the end was was amazing. So, yeah, certainly very, uh, very pleased uh, with, with all the outcomes, I suppose, of, of that game. But Martinelli playing at centre-forward as well. So that's certainly something to to keep an eye on for the future. Is Martinelli actually played with Vinicius and Richarlison either side of him? So maybe it's a fifth centre-forward option that we've got in our team full of very versatile players. Uh, on to our uh, two headliners today. As I say, there's not too many things to discuss. Um, but there's reports suggesting that Ivan Tony coming out of TalkSport um, that he could not only stay in January, but that Ivan Tony could actually stay indefinitely, potentially, because there's suggestions that Ivan Tony might be keen on signing a brand new contract. Alex Crook of Talksport did suggest that he had information that he was very sure upon that he wouldn't be leaving in January. However, there were further suggestions, it seems, that uh, Tony could also sign a brand new contract. Um, to which I kind of agree with Jimbo here in the chat saying, Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, no. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> he might sign a brand new... I can see... I can hear listen to people that really want Tony in my chat was going, no, Tom, it's not okay. Um, you're not allowed to be happy about this. But I am a little. I'm a tad, a tad happy about the idea of, of Ivan Tony um, not joining Arsenal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look, I think that the money involved in any deal to try to get that that done is, is absolutely... Um, 
absolutely uh, uh, just ridiculous. 60 million minimum with a fee that could rise to upwards of 100 million pounds. It's just mental money. It's just not worth it. Uh, so there's no point us losing our minds over the idea that Ivan Tony uh, should be costing us that huge amount of money. But uh, yeah, there's suggestions he might sign a new deal. There were some other reports that I saw this morning saying that that might have a release clause in it. We'd have to kind of see what release clause that would be. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I still think it would be like 60, 70, something silly million pounds. So yeah, let's see what happens with that one. And lastly, our headline story of the day and the one that probably caused the most discussion yesterday is that Mikel Arteta uh, has been charged by the FA. Uh, it has happened, finally. They, you know, this has happened quite a while ago. It's more than uh, nearly two weeks ago this happened. And uh, the FA, as we know, wrote to Arsenal and Arteta for, quote, their observations uh, about what he said, which has clearly led to a charge. So I don't know what they could have said in, in trying to find out his observations. Anyway, I'll read you the uh, the charge. So uh, the FA said, uh, a regulation discipline update, Mikel Arteta has been charged with a breach of FA rule E3.1. Um, following comments that he made in media interviews after Arsenal's Premier League game against Newcastle United on Saturday the 4th of November, it's alleged that his comments constitute misconduct as they are insulting towards match officials and or detrimental to the game and or bring the game into disrepute. Mikel Arteta is until Tuesday the 21st of November. Something about that date. That's, something's happening that day. Uh, to provide a response to this charge. Um, <laughs> I, you know, if you question them, get punished, you know, chat, you know what, get banged isn't the phrase. <laughs> um, and it does seem to be that, that that is where we're at. You can't question, you can't have an opinion uh, that is that the decision is a disgrace, um, that it's embarrassing, uh, that it makes him feel sick, that they, they've put too much effort into it for those bad decisions to be made. Bear in mind, by the way, that uh, I know that the 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 PGMOL show that they do with, with Howard Webb and, and Michael wannabe referee Owen, um, you know, were saying that it was they all agreed that it was definitely a foul, but they did turn around and say that there should have been two red cards. So they admitted to two big mistakes in that game, um, and you know, to turn around and say that what Arteta said is a disgrace, is embarrassing. There's two high profile errors in a game that they admit themselves. And then charge him for saying that it's embarrassing and a disgrace. <laughs> you know, it's kind of mad, isn't it? Surely bringing the game into disrepute is making mistakes. Surely making mistakes and admitting those errors and having to apologize time after time after time. Surely that brings the game into. Are they going to charge themselves? Are they going to get as E3.1 count towards referees? Surely it must. If they're making mistakes and apologizing for them, surely they're bringing the game into disrepute. I'm just looking forward to seeing if Roberto De Zerbi gets charged. You know, Roberto De Zerbi said that he dislikes 80% of referees, which I kind of feel is a bit worse than what Arteta said, surely. Surely. I mean, I don't want him to be charged. I, th I respect De Zerbi for saying it. Um, but like, it's just surely like you can't have one without the other. But it's just so much hypocrisy. So many contradictions going on in this sport with these referees. I, it's just so rather quite funny at this day. Like, you know, it is what it is. Arteta might get a ban. He might get a touchline ban for a game. We've got some favourable fixtures coming up, so it shouldn't be too bad. We know that Albert Stuvenberg has taken over in the touchline before and done a decent job. You know, he was there for when we played very well against Man City. We couldn't come out with the win, unfortunately. 
But, you know, I'm very, very confident that Arteta will be uh, very much an influence on things. I don't know if he'll do a, a Mourinho and, you know, hide in the laundry cart and, you know, sneak into the uh, into the dressing room. I'm not sure he'll go that far. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm very, very confident that we would be okay with, with him not on the touchline. So I guess we will have to wait and see what happens, won't we? But uh, hilarious. Um, hilarious. As I said before, I think the only people bringing the game into disrepute are the people that cannot make the right decisions on a football field and then admit that they've made mistakes. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, moving forwards, let's go to part two and your questions, your thoughts. And I imagine plenty of frustrations about that charge and more right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, um, let's jump into the chat box, shall we? And uh, we'll tackle some of your questions um, and we'll see what you've got. Before we do, though, as I mentioned at the start of the show, please, please, please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. We are four days out of, I don't know when it ends. When does technically the international break end? Does it end when the game starts? So when is the next Premier League game? That'll probably tell us uh, Premier League fixtures. The next Premier League game is... Um, Apparently, there's no information. <laughs> Here we go. Saturday at 12.30. So, Friday of next week. So, we've got today and then seven. So, eight more days. We're on four out of 12 so far. If we can get to 1,000 on each day of the international break, it is an amazing achievement. We're going to try and do it. We're going to push for it. We're going to try and go for it. Let's see if we can. Um, right. Uh, Matt Sluman says, Tom, what's the best football game that you've ever watched in the flesh. It's probably got to be the Bournemouth game last season when Reese Nelson scored in that last second because I lost my mind. Either that was the Aston Villa away game when Jorginho hit the ball off Martinez's face and then I was in the press box that then erupted into chaos. That was also a pretty crazy place to be at the time. Um, so either of those two, um, I, I'd probably have to say. Uh, also beating Man City, you know, this season, that was an amazing achievement. Um, but I think in terms of drama, that that game was was up there with, with one of the best that I've ever seen. Um, let's go to KSS, says, uh, it's an embarrassing joke. At this point, these people are embarrassing us as a nation on a weekly basis. I'm disgusted with their blatant covering up of their errors and pure old behaviour. PGMOL out. Uh, Alex says he won't be signing a new contract. That'll be a talk for another club to come in and offer him more money. That's regarding... Ivan Tony uh, Martin says everybody thinks slash knows PGML are incompetent, but according to the FA, you must keep quiet. Therefore, they become part of the problem, 
and the PGMOL should be charged if anything. N5 says it's odd to think that you can break serious rules knowingly and then get a bumper reward for doing so. Um, I, I, that's obviously in regards to Ivan Tony and the breaking of the, the betting rules. It is worth pointing out, you know, this there are rules in place for when players break these rules and Tony is taking that punishment with his ban. So therefore, when you finish that ban, you are allowed to continue, you know, and, and I don't, and I think that's got to be respected at the end of the day. You know, if he served the ban and once you've served that ban, you know, if you think about break serious rules, there is other rules like the safety of your fellow players. And yet some players flaunt those rules and dangerously tackle people threatening potential serious injury and are sent off and miss their three games. Should they then not get bumper contracts after serving a three match ban for serious foul play? for, you know, sometimes assaulting players, I know, and sometimes getting away with it. <laughs> Bruno Garage. Um, but sorry, cough. Um, but certainly, it, I, it, I don't really buy into this one. You know, I don't think it's necessarily odd. It's football. Um, he's still a very good forward um, and deserves, um, if the club want to give a new contract, then give us a new contract. I understand where you're coming from. I just don't agree with it. Uh, Defence is in trouble. Says so he's going to get a touchline ban, probably. Uh, I would be surprised if he didn't. Uh, Lee says it's pretty wild how many players, uh, managers and clubs get held accountable for their actions and the referees are entitled to unlimited get-out-of-jail-free cards. Yes, very well put indeed. Uh, Sabre says, Tom, what did you sing in the shower this morning in excitement for your missus coming home? <laughs> That's the weirdest question. Um, I didn't. I'm not, a, I'm not a shower singer. I'm just not. I'm a car singer. I'm not a shower singer. So, uh, yeah, it's the car because the car is like, there's still a wall that my neighbors could definitely hear through. If they can hear through this wall, and no, they definitely can when I'm doing this. That's why I've got loads of soundproofing around me. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be singing in the shower. <laughs> singing in the car is the way forward. Um, let's go to E-Guy says, we fans should stand with Arteta. He needs our support now. Enough is enough. Um, hashtag we stand with Arteta. Uh, Marcus says, did you see Gabriel's photo at the Brazilian team waiting, uh, team meeting, think it was due to Bruno in the elbow? Yes, I did. If you've not seen this, please find it. It's like Bruno Guimarães celebrating his birthday, I think, and he's getting a cake or present or something. And Bruno and Gabriel Magalhães' face is just like, it's just dead pad like it's it's very funny um so i recommend going and having a look if you can if you can find because it is it is very very funny indeed um raybeam says drum and bass doesn't work in the shower i i used to have one of those like shower speakers that are like waterproof but they're terrible quality so now I'll just chuck headphones in and risk electrocution. Oh, I'm only joking. Uh, old Dave says, speaking of the Mrs. Um, old Tom, uh, is Cholton her team or am I remembering that wrong? They had a nice showing in the FA Cup. It is. It's her whole family. Oh, I say it's on her dad's side. It's, it's Cholton. Her mum's side is West Ham. Um, but uh, yeah, she's a Cholton fan. And they were, I tell you what, they say they had a good showing against Cray Valley, but they had to replay that game after drawing with Cray Valley at home. It wasn't great. And I was, I was around the in-laws when they were watching the Cray Valley Cholton game at the Valley. It was not good. There was a lot of stress, a lot of stress in that house as they just scraped through in the end in the replay. It means they play uh, Gillingham, of course, my the team where I uh, live locally, my dad's team. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's going to be, it's like a battle of the families uh, coming together for that one. Um, Salim says, Tom, uh, great to become a new member. I hear there's a free carrot cake to celebrate from the Emirates. Am I right? It's not, we haven't had carrot cake at the Emirates in a little while, unless I missed it. Um, 
they have good carrot cake, to be fair. Cheesecake's the best one at the Emirates. It's uh, by far the best. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, even after sacking the ref last season, the PGMOL reinstated him, so the chaos continues. Yeah, they put him back on VAR, didn't they? So what can they expect? They reappoint people that they're getting rid of. Ridiculous. Paul says, what's the position on Jesus? Uh, he wasn't in the squad yesterday for Brazil. He might be in the squad for their next game. We'll have to wait and see. we just got to kind of wait. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, he's training in terms of doing some inside work. But he's not ready to be in the squad. They play Argentina on, I want to say, Tuesday, maybe. Um, Monday or Tuesday. So I guess we'll wait and see when um, and if and when he's involved in that game. Uh, more than a wheelchair, Chris says, Tom, with the way Ramsdale must be feeling, are we gonna? what are we going to do when we leave? Uh, who else is there to go after? Arteta has created a big problem and Raya isn't worth the problem. I think that, as I've said before, Going for an older goalkeeper might be the way forwards rather than having two players of very similar age, 25-27, in a bracket that, you know, are going to compete against one another. I think you have to go for a goalkeeper that's slightly older um, that can give you that experience and uh, certainly what the bigger clubs always tend to to end up doing. So, yeah, I would probably be going down that route uh, of trying to find a goalkeeper that's more experienced, that's willing to come in and compete for a spot, but is also happy being the number two if we're going to move on. Ramsdale. But I, I agree in the sense I think Arteta has to a degree created a problem. I've talked about my feelings about the Champions League snub of Ramsdale and how that created a worse issue, in my opinion. Um, but we're second in the table and Ray has been a part of that to a degree. And uh, his stats certainly show that he's improved things uh, statistically as well. So we can't necessarily argue too much with that. Uh, Jürgen says, uh, do you ever think that when the VAR checking game is in action, we could hear the audio live? I think that would be a great thing. I think it would be a great thing if we could hear the audio. If you can release the audio later, it means it's being recorded. I personally think that it should be. I think referees should be mic'd up. I think that's what should happen. Like in rugby, I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. But, you know, it's a reason why maybe they don't want us to hear that live and they only release it later. Uh, Amira says, make it make sense. How does your boss criticizing all your errors on live television weekly not make you embarrassed and want to do your job better? How are the refs not ashamed? On a personal level, you'd have to ask them. <laughs> uh, Jimbo says, any update on Odegaard's? Uh, not at the moment. Um, the players were given some time off at the start of uh, this week that didn't go on the international break. He will be assessed. He's being carefully monitored. Of course, we now know uh, publicly uh, that it's emerged that there was a concussion involved in that injury that took place uh, before the game against Newcastle. So that is it's a really serious thing. People don't take concussions seriously. I can tell you that they are really serious and you know, depending on how those concussions evolve, they affect people differently. So it's important that we be patient with that and hope that everything is okay. Uh, Thomas says, would you take De Gea? I don't think so. I think we'd have to find an experienced keeper that's better playing out from the back. I think we have to find a goalkeeper that's, that's more experienced but can play with their feet. And De Gea, while being a good goalkeeper in a shot-stopping sense, is just not that in terms of distribution. Uh, Olu says, hey, Tom, Seko Fafana's contract ends in the summer. Should we test the... I thought he only just signed for a Saudi Arabian club, did he not? I'm sure. Um, unless that was on loan. But I'm sure he just signed... Don't tell me he signed like a one-year deal. That'd be ridiculous, surely. Unless that's the way that they're doing it. Let's have a quick look. Yeah, no, he signed until 2026. Um, so, yeah, no, sorry. Seko Fafana... Uh, is not going anywhere. Uh, he, he's, uh, he, um, he signed for Al Nasser, I think, uh, a deal. So 2026 when that ends. Uh, Darren says, Tom, what are your thoughts on the 90 min claims that Kivior could be loaned out in January to a Serie A side? I think they're ridiculous, <laughs> to be honest. I don't, why would we weaken ourselves in defence? That would make absolutely no 
um, sense whatsoever for Arsenal to, to do that. We need the depth in defence. We're already quite short. It would make no sense to loan out Kivior. Um, he might want to move out, but he's got to be aware that, you know, his chances will come. Um, but at the moment, you know, we, we can't afford to, to lose another defender. Not a chance. Uh, Vanaduti says, I know it would be another project, but would you reignite previous interest in Tammy Abraham? Definitely better than Tony and Watkins on the eye test and also a bit younger. I think a lot of people might argue with that, to be honest, about him being better than Tony and Watkins. I think he's in a very similar bracket, and I think Watkins in particular is better than the other two. I wouldn't sign any of them. I think if Arsenal were going to sign a striker, as I've mentioned a number of times, it needs to be someone that upgrades on Jesus. That's the way forwards for me, not an upgrade on um, on Enketia. It needs to be someone that upgrades Jesus, and Jesus becomes the upgrade as well. Uh, Marcus says, will you be getting Bailey and Umar on for a TGC Arsenal way special, maybe for a review of the season so far? Yeah, without a doubt. I've actually tried. It's just things haven't lined up perfectly for us yet, Marcus. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really, and trust me, in with, you know, stuff is going to be coming out in the next like few weeks or so. But in terms of like those two, you'll be seeing them on TGT this season. That's for sure. You will definitely be seeing them. Um, Mel says, re-miked up referees. How does it work? Does the whole stadium hear it live? Because that would help with the transparency. But knowing PGMOL, they wouldn't want that to protect their mates. So what sometimes happens in rugby is that you can get, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a big rugby watcher, but I've got friends that do, is that you can get headphones um to to listen to what the referee is saying and to the commentary as well so maybe that happens in football and that you do it that way otherwise it wouldn't be for those in the stadium it would just be for those that are at home watching on the tv a headphone merger says the tony disrespect is crazy i mean we've already talked about tony to to the nth degree if you're new to the channel this will be a surprise to you i just don't think he's an upgrade on jesus he doesn't start for us um he's a good striker um it's not hating on the player as some people like to say He's just not good enough for us to spend the amount of money that it would take to to get uh, him through the door. Uh, Jimbo says, Tom, I read a rumor about Kazula wanting a return. Is this true? And would you let him retire in the red and white shirt again? Does Kazula want to come back to Arsenal? Does Kazula have unfinished business at Arsenal? Is there affection from Kazula toward Arsenal? In short, the answer is yes, there is. Certainly, um, there is affection from him. There is a desire. But... What I'm saying is that you may have seen some um, ITKs online making these suggestions about requesting to, to come back to the Emirates. That, as far as I'm aware, is not true. So claims that you know things are in the pipeline for Kazor to come back, as far as I'm aware, aren't true at the moment behind like it, casual conversations between Arteta and, and Kazor, who are good friends, by the way. So they they speak. But um, there's not like a process underway for Kazula to return. It's just, I think, people jumping on a bit of a, an obvious reality. Um, whether that happens or whether that turns into something else, uh, we'll have to wait and see, But as, as my catchphrase goes. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see Kazula back at Arsenal. If it was like, if Elneny left and we had a, like a year contract for Kazula, to, to retire at Arsenal, that's fine. I'd have an issue with that if he was willing. I mean, he's playing for Real Oviedo at the moment on a minimum wage contract. I think he'd play for free if he could um, because he's, he's earned a lot of money in Qatar, I think, when he was out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, if, if he goes, if he's playing at Real Oviedo, playing for as little money as they are allowed to, play, to pay him. So I don't think that would be any money issues with that. And he had had some 
midfield depth and you know it'd be great to see him back at Arsenal obviously um he's nearly 40 though so it's worth pointing that one out um <clears throat> let's go to uh Fouad says what's happened with the Arsenal away shows and I'm like, yeah we've not been doing that at the moment there will be an explanation as to why um coming out in the next I say in the next couple of weeks you may have seen some new surrounding uh reach uh, as a company and that will probably give you an indication as to why those um the, there hasn't been any shows on the Arsenal way uh, which I'll go into more detail about when I am able to uh Chen Ho says didn't NBA also have a mic to explain the decision for the video reviews I think so potentially um we'd have to wait and see I guess uh, Tom says while I hated this agent using Arsenal to agitate Vlaovic's move to Juventus would a Partey plus cash deal be good for us they're interested in him uh Vlaovic again like he's one of these interesting players in the Vlaovic like you don't know if a, Juventus would even consider selling uh, Vlahovic now. I mean, he's had a better season this season than he managed last season. Let's have a quick look on his progress so far. I can't say I've been keeping up with it too stringently. I mean, I say he's had a better season. He's had four goals in 10 games so far. It's not like it's staggeringly good, is it? Um, but I, I guess it's still he's on track to have a better season that potentially could be 16 15 16 goals for the season he's not scored in one two three four five six uh seven seven games he's not scored in his last seven appearances so i'm not sure vlaovic is the is the way forward tom to be honest from the looks of things it seems that he has dipped a bit in terms of form he has had a bit of an issue issue as well um <laughs> Marcus says 2,000 likes and Tom cleans his house and a randomly drawn TGT member's house. Certainly not happening. N no, just just not going to happen. Um, Bulgarian Gunnar says, I'd definitely be open to a Vlaovic movie. It's a different profile to what we've got. Again, this whole different profile thing, it doesn't sit for me. It's one of the big reasons why I think Tony gets brought up a lot. The different profile is not the way forwards. You don't sign somebody just because they're different to what you've got. You sign somebody because they have the characteristics that fit into the system that Arteta is trying to play. I get the argument of trying to sign somebody that maybe gives you a little bit different to what we've already got in, to some degree. But if they don't fit the way in which you play and you'd have to change the way you play to fit that player, that's far too much more that's needed than just bringing in one player that gives you something different. I think that we've already got variation in Havertz. I think that he had something if we were desperate to try and throw balls into the box late on in a game. We've not necessarily had to do that all that much recently. Um, but I think you keep Havertz on and you put him into the box in those situations. You don't need to go out and spend tens of millions of pounds just to bring in somebody that's a bit different to what we have. I think that we need to bring in somebody that is better than Jesus, but has the abilities that Jesus has in his collaboration, his technical skill, in his passing, and his creativity, but is a better finisher. Um, sure, they could be a bit taller, maybe. But I think you need to bring in somebody that gives you. I mean, Santiago Jimenez is the player at final at the moment that's getting a lot of attention and for good reason. Um, I think you need to maybe invest in somebody younger and that's the way forwards. And Bulgarian says, I agree, but we don't see Havertz a nine. But that's not true. Think about the Crystal Palace game. He went up top at the end of that game. You think about the, the Newcastle game. He was getting into the box at the end of that game. When the situation adjusts and fits, Arteta does push Havertz into the box and you should you know look out for it when it happens, because we aren't going to sign somebody just because they're a bit taller. I don't want to spend money on someone just because they're taller than Jesus. That's not a reason to sign somebody. And I think Arsenal, you know, Vlaovic is a player with four goals and hasn't scored in seven games so far. That's that's not good enough. He's not proven to be a better option than Jesus at this moment in time. 
So there's no reason why we should uh, why we should go for him or or anyone necessarily like him with that type of record. Uh, I know it sounds blunt, but that's just the reality. Um, it's one step forward and two steps back, says Jimbo. I, I do tend to agree. Uh, Defences and troubles says Vlaovic is amazing. He just needs to play in a team that actually wants to play football. I mean, Juventus have won their last four games. He's only started one of those, and it seems that when he's not been playing uh, and when he's come off the bench, they're actually doing better. They beat AC Milan. He didn't start that game, um, came off the bench in that game. But, yeah, it's it's a bit damning for, for Vlaovic. Moise Ken seems to be the guy doing more, I suppose, for, for them, not in terms of goal scoring, but they seem to be more keen on what he does from a, a ball-playing standpoint than... Uh, than what Vlaovic is doing for them. It's, it is interesting that he's not starting games. Um, they've got Chiesa's back now. That's also something to, to look out for, I suppose, as well. He's got four goals and an assist as well this so far this season for Juventus. Um, but it's difficult, isn't it? Um, Dwayne says, Tom, I like Jesus, but a better finisher and they need to be six foot three. I feel like you're just not listening to anything I just said. <laughs> just, you know, but I do think that there's something to be said. I don't mind if they're taller. They just need to have the, the characteristics and the abilities that fit our tech system. I'm not saying they need to be this small, technical, low center of gravity player. I think you can be taller and fit our tech system, but I'm not sure that Vlaovic or Tony are those types of players. Um, Jake says, uh, have you watched Mark Goldbridge's rant about Arteta being fined? I like how he tries to bring football fans together against the real problem. I've got a lot of time for Mark Goldbridge. I don't always agree with him. I've said this before on the channel. I know everyone doesn't necessarily like him, a Man United fan, why wouldn't you? Um, you know, and I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but I've got time for the guy. Um, he is good entertainment. Uh, Khan says Havertz is young and will rotate in the attack. It just need to see he improves relationships with the players that we have. But another striker would be great, but central mid has to be a priority. I think the centre mid in January is probably going to be the priority for us, Khan. To be honest, I think that's where you'll see Arsenal be more likely to invest. There was reports this morning suggesting that Arsenal will have money to spend in January. We'll have to wait and see. As I said before, I think that one signing is probably the is the most likely outcome of January. I don't expect us to be really busy, but maybe you'll see us do some business, especially if we can move some players on as well. Uh, Bulgarian Green says, what are your thoughts on Latara Martinez? Another Serie A forward who has impressed me. Now, Martinez is someone who I'm more kind of all right about. I think Martinez is the type of player that does suit the system. The problem with Latara Martinez is that he tends to do better when playing in a two-striker system. So be it with Dzeko or be it previously with Lukaku, I have felt like he tends to do better in a two-striker system. But he has 12 goals and two assists in 12 games so far this Serie A season. Playing very, very well indeed. Um, but he does tend to do better. Marcus Turam, I think it is that he's playing with a lot at the moment as well. I'm not sure that we have. I'm not necessarily sure how we would fit into a system where he's then the the sole centre forward striker. That's the question mark that I have about Latara Martinez. Um, but he's a very good player. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I'd rather him than a Tony than a Jacker, not Jacker, a Vlaovic. I'd rather him than a Watkins. I'd rather Latara Martinez than any of those players. He would certainly be my pick over those ones. I just think he suits what we're trying to do a lot more. Uh, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Uh, Victor Goyacares, um says MM. I'm probably pronounced that incorrectly. Is a striker that we should be looking for, especially with him killing it in Portugal. Is he the previous um, 
Coventry City striker that moved to, was it Sporting? Uh, I think. Yeah, let me have a quick look. He is indeed 25 years of age. Uh, previously at, I'm pretty sure it was Coventry. Uh, it was Coventry. He was at Brighton before that. And then moved for a big feed. Seven goals, four assists in 10 games. Uh, 12 goals in 14 games across all competitions this season. Um, 25 years of age. One to keep an eye on. I can't say I've watched too much of the guy. Uh, so I don't know too much about him. Um, but he seems to be doing very, very well indeed uh, in Portugal. I think the player that you need to look at in Portugal at Sporting at the moment is Diamande. He's the player that you need to look to. He could be a really good defensive option for us moving forward. Centre-half um, that could rival and bring great competition to that back line. Who knows? I think I've seen enough from him that makes me think he could even maybe push into midfield. I think there's a, a lot in that player. Very exciting talent and uh, one to, to keep. An, I think he's Ivory Coast International. Um, one to keep your eyes on for sure. Anyway, we're going to round the show up there. Thank you, everyone that's tuned in. Um, please do drop a like on the video. Help us on our way to to 1K for five days. Uh, and uh, thank you, everyone that continues to tune in. If you're listening on audio platforms and you want to help us on this 1K every day in the international break, hop over to YouTube and just drop a quick like on the video. That'd be really appreciated. Um, but thank you to everyone that listens. Thank you to everyone that tunes in. Uh, I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning. Um, for another show in a very, very good mood indeed for those that will know the reason as to why. Um, and uh, yeah, as I said before, Saturday, Sunday, they're going to be our big challenge days for this chat. They are going to be the most challenging days, I think, to get this challenge over the line. Um, so please do continue to tune in. Even if it means doing it on catch up, if you can't wake up early on a Sunday or a Saturday, I completely understand. But catch up on the show and help us out in our international break challenge. I really would love to be able to release these tickets early for you guys for our live event um, coming out in February. We'll see you very soon. Have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.